everybody. Episode 25 of Steady Lads. We are live. Uh, it's been what a crazy week of uh, hitting, you know, close to 50K. And now as we're recording, we're seeing a little bit of a sell the news potentially um, on the ETF we want to get into. Um, of course, as usual, I'm Jordi, uh, CIO of Selene Capital. We have Justin with us, CEO of Astaria, and Taiki, the, the humble farmer, multi-talented uh, researcher, and uh, Thicky, um, got the wife beater on today. Is uh, Simidar taking a day off, or are you, are you kind of working so hard that you have to get some air? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like kind of hot in here. I have like, I just moved into a new apartment and the only, I have like 20 tank tops and that's the only thing I have. I think uh, the real thing that happened was Thicky was caught on the wrong side of ETH BTC and he had to sell his kimono collection. It's real silk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably going to make you really angry to say this, Justin, but I literally bought him take ETH BTC long. Okay. <laughs> I would have He's expected never wrong. nothing less. Yeah. Yeah, before we get started, Jordy, um, it's it's come to our attention that you pulled a, a Kanye last week. I pulled a Kanye. How did I pull a Kanye? When you called out our, our friend, we're not going to say who, but someone we held on the show from uh, a certain market maker, uh, you, pulled a, you pulled a Kanye. We actually, I had this clip prepared here. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to give everyone a little chuckle. It amazes me that like some of the biggest, smartest traders um, in the space that I know, like ask me about it. They're like, hey, I'm trying to front run X, X, XYZ firm. Uh, I'll, I'll try to be sensitive. Okay, DWF. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what race, what people uh, doctor and what hospital and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> well there you go there it is <laughs> you know I, I felt like i had made it so obvious i might as well just just uh just go for it there um no uh you know it's it's been an exciting week i think there's been a ton of memes a ton of stuff going on i've been running the the meth lab contest meme we'll get to that later on that's that's been making us chuckle quite a bit um but let's <laughs> <laughs> the chat is loving it. <laughs> let's uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about the um, the ETF trading, and we have Thicky here who has been you know diligently following all the Bloomberg updates and, and trying to trade it all. Have you been sleeping much, Thicky, or are you just like day and night just kind of uh, living sleeping ETF like right a baby? Now? Yeah, most of the action happens in the U.S. hours this week, so it's actually not been too bad. That is the benefit of TradFi over crypto. It's that, you know, people actually get to sleep. There's weekends. The, the markets are closed on the weekend. So you have a life. Um, so we're living a little bit of that, I guess, this week. Um, yeah. Exactly. Have things gone how you expected? Um, I think, like, the like the, the actual inflows was as expected. I expected around three to 500 million on the first day. Um. What was unexpected was just like the market reaction leading up to the uh, ETF launch and then the market reaction like during and after. That was like very, I don't think anyone could have expected what happened. And when you say expected, that? do you mean like the eight BTC ratio or is this like chatting or? Well, just like what happened maybe 
three or four days before was that like they leaked that BlackRock had $2 billion of inflows lined up on day one, which is what caused BDC to like super send on Monday. And obviously like the fake tweet on the SEC causing like an approval headline in WIC was also something that no one could have expected. And um, it, it added some interesting metagame elements of like, oh, is it going to be subtle news on the approval now or is it not? Um, and yeah, there's just like a lot of weird things happened this week. I mean, I have to say like it was people keep talking, is it priced in? Is it not priced in? I think what they failed to understand is there, there is no concept of priced in when there's mandatory flows, people are going to front run it. And the question is like, how hard will they front run it? But when you have like, call it price insensitive flows, like if you know, this is kind of what we saw with Michael Saylor and his buying years now we see the same thing while he's buying and people know that he's buying the market kind of front runs it and then as soon as he's done we just get this like red wicks exactly like we're getting today and the only reason of this happening is that you have price insensitive buying it doesn't really matter what the price is they have to buy you know to meet some demand or, or some uh, quota they have to meet so th this to me this is just like michael saylor 10.0 what we're seeing right now. Thank you. Like one of your predictions was that this ETF approval was going to mark at least a multi-month top. Is that still kind of your base case for the crypto markets? I think so. I think, I think a lot of people fail to realize that like this is the biggest unlock event in crypto history because there's been $29 billion of GPTC that has been unable to redeem at par for years and now that it's like finally you know an actual etf um, a lot of that flow needs to leave and i think the majority of the like the majority of the volume goes in the fiat i think i really? think some of it's hedged obviously but i think a lot less of it is hedged than people thought and i guess we'll see we'll see where bitcoin lands then we can like make a air assessment after that well but, if, it, if it was going to fiat i mean they the discount to net asset value has like basically gone to zero. It's at two point two two ish percent now, I believe. Last I checked, but leading up to the approval, it basically went to zero. So were people just waiting for that final move, that last one percent or last two percent to sell in your mind? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? My uh, audio broke up. My end. Yeah, were people just waiting for that last, like the last one to two percent of price appreciation back up to NAV to sell? Or like wouldn't have the people that wanted to exit to fiat have done that, you know, and taken the 2% haircut while BTC was really pumping? Um, I, I think the, before it got redeemed, GPTC was super liquid. So like if you have like a meaningful amount of size, like you can't really do that much before widening the discount. And then now that it's, you know, an actual ETF and it's trading, it's a lot more liquid now. So even though that it's like still at a 2% discount like it was before, like the amount being sold is like orders of magnitudes more. I mean, for me, I think we don't, we're kind of over overlooking or over looking just the simple explanation that, you know, there was, there was going to be some overreaction on the upside just based on, you know, the constant buying nobody wants to, to sell. As soon as things calm down, there's a lot of profit to take. People will take profit in, in Bitcoin. Um, and meanwhile, Larry Fink kind of surprised me <laughs> by already starting on uh, talking about Ethereum ETF. Um, it seems like the media 
wants this story. The media loves the what's next is Ethereum next. And I imagine that CNBC, Bloomberg will just, um, you know, get this into the consciousness. And uh, I'm, I'm much more optimistic than, than Thicky on the overall market here. I think that we will be having like a, a rotation to Ethereum, which I've been obviously calling for for a couple of weeks. And today, finally, I don't look like a doofus. <laughs> it's like really, really, really happening. Um, but I can't see like, you know, a bear market for Ethereum right now. I think I think we're kind of just getting started. Uh, wow. Are we already? Okay. So we're... It's we're a green dildo if I've ever seen one. Yeah. It's, I think it's up like 18% this week. 28%. Well, that's from bottom to... Yeah, yeah. To bottom top. to top. But I, I have a question for you guys. Like, um, so we'll, we'll pull up the Larry Fink quote soon, but obviously BlackRock has put in an application for an ETF. The final deadline's in May. People are assuming it gets approved in May. But does this ETH rotation or ETH sort of leading the narrative over the next few months, is that not going to happen if the flows underwhelm? I'm really curious what your thoughts are, Thicky, because I know you've done such a good job of you know sharing flows on, on your Twitter account. I think the verdict's still out there. I think with BTC, like, because this has never happened before, I think we, like, as Jordy said, we, we kind of got over our skis and there ended up being like $10 billion of flows to front run, let's say $1 billion. The, the jury's still out. We'll see how much actually inflows come in in a month or two. Um, but that does set the benchmark for how we expect the ETH ETF to do. So if the BDC one does really well, then like the ETH ETF one could seriously catch a bid. And if it doesn't, then like we might not get as much exuberance for an ETH ETF as we did for the Bitcoin ETF. How much are you guys in uh, in alternatives? Uh, like we're actually seeing a few of them do well. I think Sui is having is having a little resurgence right now. Um, anything uh, anything on that side that you guys think is particularly well positioned? Like me personally, I you know yesterday I think Circle Fire uh, sorry filed for a confidential IPO. I think that's going to be good for stablecoin projects. I mean, I, I, I've been in this mid-curve, right? I'm the premium <laughs> mid-curver. I, re I represent 68% of the population, um, and I've been long, like, Maker and Kanto. I think that has some tailwinds. I think Celestia, I mean, Celestia is green today. Um, I think Celestia ends up becoming, like, the Olympus of this cycle where it's like the 3-3 meme, you know, like, stake it for airdrops. You just have endless flows going into this to token, staking, um, and... It's going to be like the new passive income token, I think. Um, so I think those are like pretty, pretty hot narratives. But yeah, I'm still unsure how Bitcoin ETF does. Sorry, a Bitcoin ether does. Um, I guess the verdict's still out. You kind of just have to sit and watch and just re like evaluate like, how how these tokens move. You, yeah, you bring up a good point about stablecoin projects. I'm also like think that's going to be a really competitive space this year. Um, we saw Layer Zero just announced that um, Treasury-backed stablecoin product that would accrue yield to holders. It's not really clear what geographic restrictions there are, but it looked pretty open when I checked it. I just did a quick review this morning. And then Ondo, who's, I would say, one of the leaders right now in treasury-backed stable coins, but it's not available for U.S. consumers. Uh, their token, their governance token exists, but it actually unlocks, it should be unlocking in the next couple of weeks or so. The propos proposal is live now. So I do think it's going to be like a very interesting time for those projects. And I, I definitely agree, Taiki, that um, that's going to be a tailwind. 
Uh, but for me personally, because of our good friend and chief alchemist, uh, Jordy, I'm the real thing. Only thing I have exposure to besides ETH is Mantle, which has done pretty well, uh, which I'm excited about. So thank you for that one, Jordy, and for uh, shilling us on the meth turbo staking <laughs> project. Yeah, there's a little like competition, right? You have like the Aptos Sui competition. I think, uh, you know, Medicine Mantle are trying to like break into into like uh, they're they're both like outperforming most things right now. So those like smaller L2s that are really growing fast. Um, I see a lot of chat and during the meme about the meth supply. The meth supply has hit a cap. We are at the 250th. I think we're at 249.99.99. Uh, I don't think anybody else has it has it enough small piece to, to get more meth. But um, can you open it up we... again for us uh, steady lads viewers? <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think maybe we'll try to open it up uh, a little bit more. We're getting a lot of uh, clamoring. I think Bybit had just started a comp like some kind of like promotion, and, and we like hit the cap before they could even you know get get their people in. So uh, I think there's going to be some some a lot of demand. We we might raise it. Um, yeah, obviously we have to keep the seven point two yield. So it's going to be a little costly. I have to like dig into my pocket and you know find an extra. <laughs> thousands of yeah. meth to, to give no out. more meme competitions after mm -hmm. this one <laughs> <laughs> jordy where is the yield coming from so, so the treasury is about half the um half of that the the mantle treasury has put about half of that eth and we're trying to like uh just give out the yield from the treasury to the users so the, the users get double dose treasury gets nothing um but you know the treasury is still happy because you know we're, we're getting a lot of users and a lot of uh, people can come to the L2 and, and use the meth and the meth lab and other places. So it's kind of a win-win that way. It's like, I did the math. It's two, let's say 2%, which is like, um, yeah, 2% 2 of 250 K ETH at 2,500 bucks is like 13 million. Uh, per what? The rewards. Like the, oh, yeah. the rewards. Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, that's really um, good. Very generous of you, Jordy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little, little 13 million rock of meth going out to, uh, to everybody out there. So, so and, Jordy, uh, can we, Um, I mean, we've all seen the funny posts about Bankless raiding the Optimism Treasury for a few million. I think I saw Taiki tweet out that he's also looking to put an OP proposal. I'm wondering, can we get a mantle proposal going to fund the Steady Lads pod? Maybe, let's say, 10% of all that yield can just go straight to us <laughs> and talk about mantle all day. I think we we you know we deserve at least uh, something right so maybe if you can discuss it. Yeah, um, people. The 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 people in the chats are making some uh, some interesting comments. They're saying Capo was right. It it is so over. You know when you have like day after day after day of like green candles, just like a single single little uh, dip, which is not even that bad. Um, Everyone goes back to capo immediately. Yeah, we're we're back to prices seen three days ago, and people are saying it's over. See you guys next month. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we want to make this one a bit more interactive today. There's there's a ton of people in uh, in the chat. We can get some interesting questions. <laughs> they won't trap. They won't trap Lostin. <laughs> 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 oh man! I mean now like. You know, a bear market. Like, what would be like a bad scenario for Bitcoin at this point? Like, like thirty-five. That would kind of make people feel like it's the end of the world. 
um, you know, it's all about perspective, I guess. We just get used to the new normal, and, and yeah. that new normal just keep changing. Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but I was saying, and I think this is a healthy way to look at things, and you just have to pick what asset you're denominating in. But for me, like my crypto portfolio is my crypto portfolio, and I'm not really focused on trading that. But the one thing I really want to do is outperform BTC. I think uh, Jordy was saying, you know, it's not enough that I'm right. Others have to be wrong. And, and maybe I've got a little taste of that. But all I really care about is the ETH BTC chart. If that's doing well, I'm happy uh, because the money I have in crypto is is for crypto. I'm not just going to, you know, convert it to stable coins. So I'm happy. That is exactly like the, uh, the yearbook guy. <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't care about your own bags. You just want them to outperform. The other guy's bags. Yeah. It looks like we yeah. have our, our first question here. I think this this should be for Taiki because I know you're you've been focused a lot on Tia. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I, I actually think so. I mean, I, I think you know, people okay, so certain types of people, right? They just like want to buy something that like just ends up becoming like this crazy pump thing, right? Like Olympus or like whatever. Um, and I think every cycle people get more sophisticated and the narratives get I guess, yeah, like more sophisticated. Um, and it's all about supply and demand, right? Because uh, right now the narrative for Celestia is that, you know, all these new rollups and chains are going to use TIA for DA um, and all of these projects have to have tokens. Um, they're going to they're gonna airdrop to TIA stakers. So we're going to have this influx of, I guess, retail and like, regular people just allocating X percent of their portfolio into TIA, just staking it with a 21-day logup um, and I think, th I mean, this is my personal opinion. I think we're still pretty early to the whole airdrop farming thing. I think it's going to be one of the biggest, um, like retail narratives to cycle. Um, I, I see it in my social metrics. I see it in other people's metrics. Um, and I think the time you want to sell or like get out of this whole staking thing is like when, you know, people on TikTok start making like, you know, videos saying, you know, price doesn't matter because all the airdrops are going to make up for it. Right. Uh, that's kind of like the whole, you know, if, if Olympus goes down 90%, like you're still going to make money like that type that's of mentality. A, that's a great like comparison. That's exactly the kind of stuff that we were hearing last cycle. It feels like everything is just running, running it back turbo. We have Daniele back, you know, launching on Metis. <laughs> we got Merp from Solana kind of acting exactly how, uh, you know, Do, Do Quan was acting, doing, doing the same, you know, Twitter heavy handed responses and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I don't think we've learned much. And, um, next week, we might have a guest. Uh, we're planning potentially to have one of the insiders at uh, Terra Luna uh, who kind of lived the whole war room and, and the, the, those like final, final days of glory. Um, you know, he wants to come and tell us maybe that, you know, we haven't learned the lessons from last time and kind of remind everybody. We might have some people that didn't really live the last cycle fully. Um, there's some stuff that he's seen, some stories he wants to tell. So we'll try to have yeah. him on for you guys next week. Should be yeah. should be a good show. Um, just a reminder, keep the questions coming. We've got a couple more, but if you drop your questions, we'll make sure to answer them live. And then also, please give us a like. I'm getting some reminders in our private chat that we should announce that. So uh, there's a couple hundred of you guys listening, and all likes uh, would, and shares would help. Uh, but we've got okay. another question from, from Jeremy here. Uh, this is... This is for Thicky here. What's the price target of this dump for BTC and ETH? Very specific question. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I think we Bitcoin we go down to like 40k. Um, 
and then we chop there, and maybe we go lower, maybe we go up. I'm not sure about ETH. Um, I think ETH BTC is going to go up. It's kind of playing out exactly like the 21 uh, Bitcoin futures launch, or like after they launched Bitcoin, dropped like 15%, and ETH BTC went on like a like a 30% tear, and alts sense. I don't think the alts will sense because they're already like pre sense but I do think the ETH BTC part is playing out. So, yeah, I think ETH is a good... We'll outperform BTC in the next week or so. Are you still long ETH BTC then? I think you, you muted Thicky. Yeah, he's focusing on his. Oh, no, no. I thought Justin was asking a question. Yeah, I was asking if you're still long ETH BTC. I cut it way too early. I'm, I'm kind of okay. sad. I, I all right, so you're not always right. You're just right, let's say, 85% of the time, 90%. <laughs> I caught it at 4.8, and then I cut it at 5.2. And I was like, all right, it's done. And then it just kept going. It was, yeah. Big bummer. Oh, I, 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 am, I am like, I've been saying this will keep going on throughout the entire month and, and possibly like, you know, quite a bit longer. This is not like a small, you know, quick 20%. I, I, think, I think we have maybe maybe new highs coming quite soon. New highs, um, really? Oh, absolutely. Very soon. I wow. Think before May. Um, before May? I don't think, yeah, I don't think people have any any understanding. Oh, I'm saying on the ETH BTC ratio, not like ETH yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still um, surprising to me. No, I think people are just like way off the ball. And I've been very early on this. The Celsius thing has completely warped people's understanding of the demand and supply of these assets. We got this like early dump of an enormous amount from Celsius which made people believe that, you know, ETH is sort of like this cucked dead asset. Um, I think it's just a short-term supply issue. Now that that's clearing up and the other stuff is all going to have supply issues and people realize that, you know, the puck is only going in one direction, it'll start feeding on, on itself. And we know how reflexive crypto always gets, right? Like once something starts, it gets attention. Um, you know, somebody puts some in the math, there's more meth. Everybody starts taking meth. They see other people. Then <laughs> suddenly you have like 700 million in TVL, which is like the most <laughs> insane thing that I've experienced, like on the, on the kind of, you know, more, more like building side. Um, this is the same thing. We're going to get this like reflexive uh, action with Ethereum and, and seeing Larry Fink today, uh, people are asking about GCR in the chat. They're saying like, is GCR going to come on steady labs? You know, of course we, we would love to have him. Um, I don't think he's he's done any uh, podcast yet. I know he's he's a listener of the show, so uh, uh, I know you're out there, GCR. Um, GCR, for... give us a like. <laughs> give, us, <laughs> give us a like. We need we need the like. <laughs> Jordan, you think ETH BTC is going to go to like 0. 0.09 by like May, like pre ETF, I guess, like hype into the ETF? Is that your view? Yeah, it could go a lot higher, to be honest. And, and I'm, I've usually been on the other side of that ratio. You know, as you know, the merge was happening, everybody was kind of calling for higher highs. I was the only one saying, like, no, we're going lower. And now it, it feels like people are catching on. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing, like, on Twitter, you know, the, the top guys on the leaderboards, the, the chiefing Zaz, and all these guys are, they're all saying, um, you know, we're going much higher on ETH BTC. So my thesis is is very simple. I just think the the supply and demand is about to shift. Bitcoin is going to have a lot of supply issues. Um, there is there's just coins that are going to be distributed out. ETH is going to have you know this deflationary 
come back now going into a, a potential ETF and um, the reflexivity of it all is going to be huge. Um, but yeah, we're seeing, we're, we're seeing a lot of high GCRs in the chats. We miss you. Uh, I do miss GCRs tweets a lot. Thankfully we get to sometimes chat with him on uh, telegram and uh, good to get his bullish thoughts on, uh, on ETH as well. I, I think um, we'll try to convince him at some point. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. I'm sure we can get him on. Yeah. Speaking of like old legends coming back though, like Light came back after almost a year of not tweeting just to say ETH is going to lead the way, which is incredibly based. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Should we... I I was going to say like everyone knows that like if if it were to start over today, Bitcoin versus ETH, like ETH would win. Um, There's just no doubt about it. So... But like these repricings, like take they always take a lot longer than people have patience for. But you know that's kind of inevitable. Lost in this comment is cracking me up. Jordy makes one appearance on Pinkless and starts calling for ETH all time high. <laughs> is I don't know if it's contagious, maybe. Um, <laughs> but hell, I like it. Um, should we get through some more questions? We got a lot that that sort of came through through Jordy's uh, bullish ETH rant that I know we all appreciated um let's see here that's really interesting i guess this thicky you sort of touched on this but is there anything you're expecting from gbtc redemption like are you looking for a certain number as far as outflows or are you just sort of tracking when that slows down um yeah i have no idea um the issue is like the outflow numbers are like delayed by a day or two so it's not really useful to track it's just better to track discount yeah that's like the one thing about crypto I started to appreciate is like you can actually track things in real time. Whereas for TradFi, it's like you have to wait 48 hours. Uh, so I guess, you know, like that's like one vote in favor of like, you know, things to be, be uh, things to yeah, be on. So, I guess, so like crypto, it's like you get to see everyone's positioning live down to the second in OI and stuff. But in TradFi, it's like, oh, yeah, you only get the OI data once a day, at like at 3 a.m. after everyone's done trading. It's, it's so one, much more fun. It, one thing I was thinking about is if we get some more data that comes in on like Saturday and Sunday about how the first two days of trading for the ETFs went, we could see a move over over the weekend, which would be pretty interesting. Um, but in any case, I see a, another question from Wanja here. Percent allocation of BTC and ETH and alts. Um, for me, it's basically all ETH and then a little little mantle. I know, Taiki, you're more out on the risk spectrum, right? Yeah, I'm like 15% ETH. No Bitcoin. <laughs> All in all, <laughs> it's been that way for quite some time. So far, so good, though. How about you, Jordy? Uh, 15 Bitcoin, 15 alts, 70, 70 ETH. Wow, that's so impressive. You know, so I, I was talking to a colleague about this, and I was like, I don't even know how to securely store Bitcoin. I mean, I've got every hardware wallet imaginable. And for, for me to like learn the Bitcoin system and secure Bitcoin, which I've never done before for just like buying WBTC would be like a huge hurdle, which I was like really shocked about earlier is, you know, my first, I got onboarded onto Ethereum. I never really got bought any Bitcoin and I've never really used the network. Um, I mean, I've had some on Coinbase, but I've never self-custody Bitcoin, which was sort of interesting to me. And maybe that that prevents me from really calling myself a, a crypto OG. <laughs> Thank you. How about you? Uh, I'm negative in all, all. Ne- negative everything. He's, he's, negative everything. He's, 
Minus 10%, oh, minus 5%. Minus <laughs> I'm not sure he's, I'm not sure he's, don't worry. Get this guy out of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, like the audience wants to know, like uh, this week, you know, you've been trading a lot. Is the PL good or are we red? Like what, what's going on? How's our, how's our book looking? Oh, very good. Um, first 12 days of the year um, have been very good. Wow, okay. I'm jealous that you uh, you got rested over the break. I, I unfortunately did not have much break, and I've been just like there's just too much going on nonstop. But uh, you feel refreshed, and 12, 12 days you're already. Uh, can you give us a percentage? How much is the portfolio up? I don't know. It's a little bit gossipy. I feel like, maybe you can tell us. No, I, I feel like I can't. Oh, like, you can't say. <laughs> I feel like sharing stuff like this is like such a top signal. I remember when, remember when I went on Taiki's podcast about how like the top like how alts were doomed and like it literally bottom take alts. <laughs> so like I'm afraid to make hubris this time. I've learned my lesson. Taiki, Taiki's podcast is is just like the up only of this cycle. You know, you got you got Wangarian going on, and then the yeah. headline in like it's like ETH is a cucked asset, and then like a week <laughs> after, just ETH starts ripping. <laughs> I'm the yeah, I'm the counter. I'm the counter signal. Yeah. I feel like That's we're kind of there. also like the we're the opposite of up only because of the the guests that we've had, they're actually all, all doing well. I mean, uh, yeah, says up a lot, like, says up a lot. You know, uh, we, we had like Andre. It seems like <laughs> I'm sure he's up a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're they're milking the market pretty good. Um, I'm sure Cred, you guys remember Cred, our first guest. Dude, what, funny what, what, how am I the Jim Kramer, dude? Oh, my God. It's funny. Dude, my coins are up a lot, guys. Guys, my, my coins are green today. That canto <laughs> position. If, if anyone goes on Ike's pod, you short them. If anyone goes on Steady Lads, you long them. That's that's the trade of the – that's the meta. Wow. Wow. Did you guys um, see that? Uh, did you guys see that Suzu and uh, and Kyle and and one other guy are, are starting a new podcast? I saw that. Yeah, I'm, they're trying to, to they're trying to run it back. I'm curious to listen in and and uh, and see that it's, it's on, on MLK Day, so I guess Monday. Um, we should get Sue on, on on this podcast. I know I know it's going to be a little bit you know always controversial, but I think he, you know, now that we're in the theme of like what did we learn from last cycle and and give our viewers some of the, the lessons to avoid as we get into the, you know, the meat of 2024 cycle. Um, I think getting the guy from uh, Luna and then, you know, I would love to get, yeah, people are excited in the chat. They want Sue on. Um, I think it'll, you know, it'll be an interesting banger episode. So we'll try to make that happen. Oh, I think he's gone. What the heck? <laughs> he's liquidated. Oh, no. <laughs> what? It's funny. Um, I see another question here, Jordy. We were we were talking about this before the show, but <laughs> there's some uh, amazing comments. This guy says, "Remove Thicky, get Sue. At least he won't be short." <laughs> um, yes. What What do you think of the Celsius ETH supply? I know we talked about this before the show, Jordy, but uh, you're not as concerned about it. It looks like they're they're going to be redeeming some. Stake teeth, or we're not sure yet what's happening there, uh, Thicky and Jordy. I mean, I think you know they they funded their 
activities they said that they were selling in order to fund their lawyers, whatever. I think at this point, hopefully it's funded. It, it did give everybody good buying opportunity. So hopefully our listeners took the buying opportunity. I think at this point they have to give, they have to give back the ETH. They have to distribute it. And I, I don't think if people get it, they're going to sell it. I think people that were ETH holders that are going to get back their ETH are going to stake it. I mean, like, also, we were kind of, I mean, I think like the October-ish, like we were kind of bearish Solana because of the unlocks, right? But at some point, it starts to matter less because if most of the selling is over, then people will eventually just say fuck it and buy, right? So I feel like that's also... But with Solana, none of that selling has actually started, right? What? No, they, they no. sold. They sold a lot. They sold a bunch. They sold a billion dollars. But I was under. I thought till in 2025, that's when FTX's holdings really unlock and will be liquidated, right? I guess that's just too far out for people to care they're, about. They're, they're unlocking cons. It, it'll like double the inflation rate, essentially, is how much they're unlocking. But it's like it's not a cliff; it's a linear thing. Oh, interesting. And they sold a billion. Yeah. Yeah, I've been talking about the March 2025 unlock because it's it's like a whole year's worth and like in one go. But there is like a monthly, just constant thing going on forever. Um, again, again, like uh, they're they're berating I, me in the comment section. <laughs> uh, I, I did not want to be the Jim. He was bearish at the bottom of the whole. But it's, of to be fair, Wagme, yeah, it's not like, just yeah. him. It was me and Jordy too. I don't remember what think he was yeah, like was, bearish or bullish like, then, but I know Jordy like and I Jordy were. On... And, uh, yeah. it's, no, I, am, I'll, I am, I'm, I'll take the blame. I am bullish the Solana community. And I think despite the assets unlocks that, you know, there will be a good community there. I actually bought a Mad Lads um, this week. So it was not cheap. It was like $20,000. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. And that was the floor. I know I didn't even get like one of the. The skulls, there's there's like 99 skulls for 100k. Um, but what I realized is these guys are like a, an amazing community and people are starting to want to reach out to them. All the projects that I talk to, they're like, hey, should we give airdrops to Mad Lads? And once I hear that, I'm like, yeah, you should. And I should also be a Mad Lad. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, just, it's just so obvious. And I think there's a lot of projects like uh, Wormhole, like, you know, a, a lot of... Um, a lot of really strong ones that I think will really want to tap into that community because it's a really good community. Um, I'm already enjoying being part of you it. You know, should, should we make uh, Mad Lads the official NFT partner of Steady Lads? Should the four of us all just buy a Mad Lad and rock it as a, a PFP for a week? That could be a fun, fun little thing, just as I our mean, little apology tour to their community. Apology tour. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we need to apologize. <laughs> But the fact that it's lads, it's like, you know, the yeah. steady lad became a mad lad. So uh, I, I think it's not a bad idea if you guys want to want to join in and uh, cash out some of the ETF winnings. Um, I'll buy it lower. You think you will buy that $200? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it like 5 k <laughs> I think oh, he's man. been deep in the Solana ecosystem. So he's he saw last cycle kind of... Uh, you know, I, I had a few NFTs from Solana last cycle. I had like a shark NFT. I think I bought it for. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a profile picture something. for a long time. That shark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been I've been in the streets. I've been in the Solana streets for a long time. Um, yeah. I, 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 one here. 
Oh, what's the most crypto Cito? I think an, uh, another uh, YouTuber. So hey there. Uh, I think we got a what's your most promising project launch this year? I feel like Tyke's best poised to answer this one, right? I think it's just um, two, two, right? There's only two options. It's only two. Eigenlayer and what would the second one be? Eigenlayer and, and <laughs> Monad. Monad is 2025. Oh yeah, you know? Monad, Monad, Monad. They Monad got pushed. They got pushed. No, no, no. I, Kobe I says it's pushed. That was Q4. Really? Well, no, I mean, I, I'm just taking off of Kobe's tweet. I'm bullish. I, I'm looking forward to Dimension. My First big What's airdrop that? is the cycle. It's so a settlement is that later on. Trading? Celestia. No, is that, is it, that... no, it it's on Avo. It's trading at four billion FTV. I think it'll go higher. I think it'll be my first. Oh, there's just a perp market started for it. These just, they're all such good shorts. Like Jupe at eight. Like I don't mean to step on any on any like toes here, but Jupe at eight. Are you serious? I'm a I'm a good amount of the OI on on uh, hyperliquid for liquidate this man. Yo, yo, yo you, gotta, you gotta hunt this man. <laughs> Please, I, I, I got I got more limits. I, I only filled like I filled the tiny position. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna pull up the hyperliquid. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Thicky gets liquidated for all his account on hyperliquid, but then like the airdrop from from the hyperliquid uh, airdrop, <laughs> like building it back up. You get more points or losing more money to the vaults. You Are you a loser. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's hold up. I, actually, so people want to talk about eigenlayer a little bit. I mean, uh, when will ETH staking be on eigenlayer? We want to talk about eigenlayer. I mean, eigenlayer will definitely be, um, you know, the giga the giga brain launch uh, of H1 at least. Or I don't I actually. I'm not sure when the token actually itself is coming out, but um, of the year. So uh, meth will be available on Eigenlayer January 29th, so in two weeks, only for five days, um, and only 200,000 200, ETH. So. We're like selling uh, Oriental rugs. Only, five days only. <laughs> <laughs> did we yeah, Eigenlayer is like the most hyped to launch. When do you think, like, where do you think it launches at? It must launch like 8 billion or 10 billion FTV, right? 28 billion. 20, 28, 20 plus, uh, 20 plus, 20 plus. I think it always depends on how much they airdrop, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I think I talked about this like 20 episodes ago, but you did, when, you did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When Eigenlayer was, you know, the now I don't, it might be too diluted, but when the caps were, when you got in and the cap was like 10,000 ETH and it was very low, I built a little spreadsheet that I've still been referencing that calculates, you know, the expected value of the airdrop. And I think at the time, my most bullish case was that it was a 5 billion FTV and this airdrop was going to be massive. And now I think I have to revise that up. And um, yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty solid airdrop. Hopefully I turn some some folks onto it. Yeah, dog. Hopefully you can retire off of it. You, you projected 30% back in the day. You know, I was like, ah, it's not that good. I wish I just fucking listened to you because I think it's going to be a lot more than 30% now, even in ETH terms, not just dollar terms. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one, and I th I think the cap is is Taiki. You actually pulled out, right? But the the cap is there's still a cap, and it's filled, or is it, it open? For, I think they um, lifted it just now, so the points are going to be more diluted. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So basically, they're going to let in two hundred thousand ETH from Meth, from Frax ETH, um, and from one more. 
so that, I think th those are the next kind of available ones to, to come in. Yeah, I, I, I think this comment is pretty accurate because I've been calling for the Cardano pump and I think it's still going to happen. I was I kind of said Solana would go against me uh, and it did. And uh, I think this is right. I, I sort of can see these answers, but I never act on them. I'm too scared to sell my ETH. Let's just um, give uh, give the listeners the the comment. The Justin, the comment was Justin is that get kid in class who predicts the test questions but doesn't study. So. <laughs> That's accurate. I never studied in school either. It's true. Um, I, I saw some questions too about like the systemic risks that Eigenlayer would pose, and I've been sort of sharing this new thesis I have slowly, and then you know I'm saying it more and more now, but. I've come to believe that like Lido stake ETH poses as big of a risk, but I kind of believe now that it's so big that we would actually have to fork the entire network, roll back the chain to recover like stake ETH or any of these big ones like Coinbase stake ETH or uh, maybe Mantle stake ETH someday. Eigenlayer in the future, like if these things become big enough, we're probably we're going to have issues. There's bugs in all code and we're probably going to have to roll back the chain at some point again which is going to be very interesting how that impacts the narrative. Like, I, I do think it is a serious risk um, because there's always bugs. I mean, no matter how much you audit these co this code, there's there's going to be bugs. Scary to think about. Um, they they would potentially roll it back for, for something like Lido, like a 20 billion damage, even if they say they won't. Um, Vitalik is kind of adamant, but... It's just so much. Like if, if there was really that that level of an issue, um, but you know, thankfully, you know these things uh, do move kind of slowly and and carefully. Um, what other questions do we have? What do we think about the V three three concept? I mean, and what do we think about Curve? You know, there's been some interesting situation with Curve. You know, they did that they did that round. Uh, we were talking about it over the summer it was at 40 cents um they had all kinds of questionable characters joining that round and you know the price has been generally staying above 40 cents um since then but uh i saw like some interesting comments that sifu has been borrowing it and he could try to like liquidate and there's some games going on um with with uh with the supply it's, it seems to be holding relatively steady have any of you guys been tracking Curve lately? It's interesting how like it, Curve as a Dex has faded from the conversation, but I think Curve has like crossed the chasm into this like meme coin that's not going away regardless. Um, I don't really think Curve is going to be as relevant going forward as a Dex. It's literally just worse than Uni. I mean, it provides UX advantages for lazy LPs, but it's just a work worse Dex all around. Um, but I think the token has like crossed the chasm where it's just going to go up with the market if the market goes up and it's like past the point of having to ever worry about fu fundamentals. I mean, do you guys think that's right or or no? It's a very different product than than Uniswap. I mean, part of it is simpler, but then um, you know they they have things like tripools. They they allow rebasing tokens. Um, uh, they have yeah, they have a different point. customer, right? Like they're not actually trying to provide the best swap. They're like trying to provide a way to lazy LP and like a vaulted accrues capital. But I just don't believe those things can perform well because they're just going to get outcompeted. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's also there's also like the governance element, which is kind of not doing so well. Um, and the original question was around VE33, which is more for like the solidly model. 
like with that like the thing Andre created and like I think the username was Dina Scribe, so it's like the solidly fork on Binance Smart Chain. Um, I don't know, like anything that has to do with like crazy inflation, I just like don't think it's that sustainable. Um, I think Uniswap is basically the, the top DEX, and there's not much anyone else can do about it, you know. Um, do you guys still like use Uniswap at all, like the front end? Because isn't there like a fee now? You have to pay like 20 bips or is it even more on, on using the front end itself? I, I exclusively use one inch. I never never use anything else. Um, I've I've compared it with CalSwap. It could have changed, but in the, you know, as of maybe six months ago, so not too recent, one inch performed slightly better. I mean, it doesn't really make a huge difference. And then um, just from like a security perspective, I feel like one inch has like a little more Lindy there. But and and you can not have to deal with like you can just set your slippage to zero if you want MEV protection. You don't need to sort of go through the coincidence of one slash intense model. So. I'm always on one inch um, and Uniswap blocks certain tokens too, I believe, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm excited for the UI and, and UX of these things to get a lot better where people don't have to go and change their RPCs and, and like, you know, figure out all this kind of complicated stuff. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people <laughs> building on Curve. Let's see what's <laughs> coming. Curve have a strong RWA narrative backed by Australian real estate. Lawson, you are killing me with these comments. You're fucking cracking yeah. me up. It's amazing. We, need, we need you to make some memes for our meme contest. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about this question by Samuel? The, the most left curve play to ride like the eat cycle? Yes. Can you pull it up, Justin? There we go. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about this one. Like, what I think do you we know what it is. I, don't, I mean... I don't think it's going to work. Um, it's it's obviously Pepe, right? Like that's kind of what people immediately jump to as soon as ETH pumps. And But Pepe has been the easiest coin to short in history. It just never sustains. Whoever is like behind Pepe and doing the... It's just clearly not, not a 3-3 type of... They're not left curve enough, I think. They're not just like tarted enough to just keep going with it and, and hold it through you know billions of FTV as soon as as soon as it reaches you know it, it can't even pump anymore I don't even know I don't I barely see it pumping but that's that's the left curve play um I, I was actually gonna say something different that maybe is a little safer but maybe is more of a legacy coin is chain link and link I mean link ETH has to do well for link to do well right everyone's, <laughs> everyone's like, no <laughs> are the flows bad thinking have you been watching what's wrong what where did i get this wrong i mean i feel like chain link like if eth goes up 2x chain link is gonna 3x 4x there's, right there's no way that's a left curve play like, like i was thinking like solana and like whiff like but chain link is the most left curve token ever i mean you remember the link marines that's like <laughs> you're gonna yeah, anger that, anger some people man. that might <laughs> be mid curve that, that might be a mid curve uh mid -curve <laughs> yeah. play yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it on the, on the left curve it might um, just be long ETH. <laughs> like everything is pumped except for ETH. Like I think it just like everyone's like, oh, ETH beta, ETH beta. I think ETH pumps harder than ETH beta at some point. Or like, you know, it does better on, you know, like it maybe ETH beta does 2x on the upside, but 4x on the downside is ETH, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, what things are actually ETH beta? I want to talk about this a little bit. I think there's a lot of dumb things I hear about ETH beta and... 
um, like Lido, for example, as being like yeah. this this ETH beta. It's <laughs> Lido. The trifecta is optimism, Arbitrum, and Lido. Yes. So I've been saying for a very long time uh, that like Lido is not beta to ETH. It's the beta is one. It's one to one. They earn ETH. If ETH goes up by like 10%, like Lido should go up by 10%. It can't go up by more. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and, you know, you, you can kind of like do a DCF analysis. This is the problem with, with the Lido coin where, I, you know, I'll never go long Lido. You can actually, it's not a meme coin. You, you, can, you can do the analysis. You can see like what the cash flows are. And you can see that it, it literally does not make sense to be above like a, like a point, point oh one ratio, whatever, like a, What's the exact like? Um, it's it's been ranging between 0.01 and 0.02 for like yeah years. It has. Um, I think 0. 0.01 is is literally the optimistic case, and anything above that, you know, falls apart. So yeah, there um, seems to be a lot of sellers at 0. 0.02. You know, a lot of sellers. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I wonder who they could be. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Mr. Uh, Mr. Kanav. Uh, I don't know. There, there's like the meme going on that Jump is always the one selling Lido whenever it starts to pump, but uh, that seems to be the case. The one I want to ask you guys that I don't understand that well is OP, like Optimism. Obviously, it is you know one of the large L2s, um, but they keep this. You know, they, they like you said, they're giving money to you know Bankless Turkey and Bankless Africa and Bankless like whatever, and they're just like throwing money to uh, different organizations. How is all that selling pressure getting absorbed? Is this just like, you know, the A16Zs or who is buying OP, uh, so hard? Isn't this like EIP 4844? It's like people just, it's like the double narrative of eat beta, like people thinking it's eat beta. So it's like things they bid and then people, oh, it's like, oh, it's 4844, might as well buy OP. And then, you know, like. Lido peaked two months before Chappella, so maybe it peaks two months before 4844. Yeah, it might be one of those things. Economically, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like um, OP's like revenues are, are way behind. And what it tells me is that there's probably still a lot of ETH OGs holding ETH coins, making money, and then just like rotating some of their profits into OP uh, because it's a very aligned with like the Ethereum Foundation and the OGs. Um, otherwise, I can't explain why it would, you know, be doing better than Arbitrum when all the metrics are, um, you know, more in the Arbitrum direction. I mean, even aside from that, like taking, I mean, Arb, OP, I mean, there's, there's so many of these L2s all competing for the same market and they don't have a differentiator. I mean, I mean, we keep talking about Mantle, but Mantle has this massive treasury and I'm, that like doesn't involve token sell pressure. So like OP is trying to get all this stuff done. It costs money. And that means giving out OP who to people who presumably sell it. Like, do you think these layer twos are just competing for like a race to the bottom? And like, what's the differentiator here? Does that treasury that Mantle has, is that going to make a big difference? Or like, is everyone just competing away that all like the margin on fees is just going to go to zero? Um, You know, each L2 has a different path, I think. It's fascinating to watch. We have like ZK, uh, ZK Sync that people are saying that airdrop's going to be big because they're going to be able to exclude a lot of wallets. That's been the most air, air farm dropped 
<laughs> uh, like farm, like there's Telegram bots and, and like all this stuff that have been making wallets and doing random transactions to, to farm that. If they cut all those guys out and they just, you know, narrow it down to like 10,000 wallets or something, I'll be amazed. Um, but, you know, they, they have their play. But I mean, I disagree that ARB and OP have different plays. I mean, it's the, it's the exact, like the same apps. I mean, ARB has some more incentives like that are directly on chain paid out for yields. But if OP did that, it's not like the users wouldn't move over, right? Like the people that are on OP using that stuff are, I don't want to say predatory because they're like providing some service using the chain, testing it out, et cetera. But like people are going to move where the incentives are. So I don't know if ARB and OP are like sufficiently differentiated right now, personally. Yeah, and I'm Except on BitCurve, so like take take anything everything I say with a grain of salt, but it's like you know, Thicky and I talked about this, but it's like there's so much supply of the, all these new tokens that when ZK Sync drops, like Starkware, Tyco, Scroll, it's like how is there enough money to support all these assets? Right? Like I just like don't really see it. So I'm not really bullish L2 tokens. I mean short term they can pump, but like I, I can't view them as investments, you know. I mean, as long as like you know, there's money flowing in, BTC are both going up, stablecoin supply is going up. Yes, but as soon as that reverses, you know, it gets really reflexive down. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think there will be winners and losers. I don't think they're all gonna do the same as an asset class. I, I really think there's gonna be some that go to zero and some that do really well. Um, I am very curious to see what happens to Manta and to Blast because they have locked up close to a billion or like around a billion each. I think Manta is a bit lower, but uh, is up there. And people are clearly like farming airdrops and they will get an airdrop and, you know, we'll see what happens after the airdrop. Yeah. Um, does that money stay or does it leave? And um, I mean, Taiki, you, you're, not... you're probably like the, the type of person that locks up into these things. Like, yeah, I'm actually you... like bullish Manta, like, on, I mean, AVO pricing is not that useful, but it's, I think it's like at $3 right now. So they're going to airdrop 5% of the supply to bridgers, which is $150 million stimulus to anyone that bridged over. Um, and because of how the bridging works and how Manta actually exists as layer two, unlike Blast, people are selling like Stone, which is like staked ETH, right? For ETH. Um, and Stone is depegged. I think the ratio is like 0.95 now. Um, but like people like me, I bought stone at a discount, like 0.9 to 0.93. Um, and the fact that people are, that all this DPEG is happening actually incentivizes more people to bridge on the Manta to capture the arbitrage. I think USDM, which like the stable coin is DPEG by like 5% as well. Um, so I think that when they do an airdrop and people get like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of value, uh, people will stay because they might do incentives. Um, there might be more LP volume because of all the DPEG and whatnot. Um, can it sustain? I have no idea, but I can see Manta having like I, I I can definitely see like Manta surprising like the ETH maxis that's like been ignoring it. That's the thing. I mean, you you can make claim about you know a bullish case for all of this stuff. You could say that uh, you know Blast is the one that's gonna be more sustainable because there's like this DeFi trading going on and uh, you know NFTs. Actually, like I will say, like NFTs are probably due for a. Uh, a little bit of a gamble season on on NFTs again, so I can see potentially Blast doing doing okay, um, if especially if that mania comes back, which I think there's a decent chance um, that it will. 
So I just want to say, um, before we move on, I think ARB gets nuked. I think it gets. I think it goes to like zero. Does the zero. unlock? Does the unlock? I mean, look what happened with Optimism. There was a massive cliff, and then it literally re-rated to a third of Arbitrum's value. And obviously, like these things over the long runs, like they they correct. Now, like I think Optimism flipped Arbitrum for a little bit. Now Arbitrum's back over. But when it's two point five billion dollars of supply that gets unlocked instantly. Like unless you get like a Kyle Samani savior type situation, like uh, the ARB OP ratios is is going downtown. Interesting. Anyway, interesting. A little, little. Okay. Think he's in a doomer mode. Uh, he thinks the market's <laughs> going down. ARB is going to zero. That's how uh, you know he's short ARB. That's how you know he's in his I'm doomer. Not short, I'm, not short ARB. I'm not short ARB yet. All right. All right. Meanwhile, uh, unlock some in March, by the way, Sebastian. March, okay. March. Should we um, go through our meme contest here? Our little our yeah, first, first of its kind? We should. All right. Who wants to? I'll shoot first. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. Let's see here. Where? What do we got? So a user, a uh, Steady Lads viewer must have submitted this. Uh, someone that's been, been watching the show and, and knows my vibe. <laughs> so impermanent gains. Hopefully, if you're if you're watching, drop a comment. We'll feature your comment live. Uh, but <laughs> he writes, "Eth bagholder in chief, Mr. Bram," and it's a picture of my head photoshopped onto this completely buff guy holding a massive <laughs> bag of ETH. And uh, I'm super chill with this. If this is how crypto Twitter sees me, like I'll take it. Uh, this is a this is a, one of the most generous memes I've seen. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, impermanent gains. Looking Much great. appreciated. Yeah, such heavy bags right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think my Justin week. Is, I get a gloat. Justin is happy to have pecs for once in his life. You know, this whoa, whoa, whoa. You saw that picture of me oh, 20 Justin's, episodes Justin's ago. Traded. All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Both the Astaria bros are shredded. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's stronger, um, you or Joseph? Uh, pound for pound, I would. I would. I'll say Joe. I'll say Joe. Oh. I'll be a nice guy. Yeah, he he carried sushi, so that alone. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mister uh, DeLong. Yeah. Taiki, what do you got? All right, wanna so this is a uh, in celebration in celebration of the ETF. It's like now that Wall Street can profit off of our bags, Larry Fink, famously quoted, "It's our Ponzi now." That's Send it. That's <laughs> can you believe he he aped in like a billion dollars of client flow at like forty eight k, and now it's at forty three six. Like they just lost him. I I didn't think that they would do this, but like they've lost them like. What is that? Fifty million, hundred million dollars, just instantly. Like, I mean, it's bullish, but it's just like it's just so embarrassing, right, for him. Like, yeah, but that's what's bullish. He's gonna like have to make sure that it, it you know, it goes back in, in the black. That's, that's true. That's true, Jordy. That's very true. He's get, now he has more incentive to pump the ETF, right? That's. <laughs> Don't. And, he, and he's about thing. to go bald. <laughs> he's he's not bald yet, so. He's about to go buy it so he rescues underwater clients. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, this is this was by Poor Dart, and you know I I did post uh, yesterday that you know I have the, the the picture of Pablo Escobar waiting around, and I'm I've been waiting for Poor Dart to post his 
competition meme for the meth contest. So we're we're still waiting. He says he's working on it. Um, excited, excited to see that one. But we have had some bangers. I think we've had hundreds and hundreds of submissions. We are giving away twenty meth, uh, which right now is still you know worth over fifty thousand dollars. This this was a very strong one. <laughs> so uh, you know people were crying about the ETHBTC ratio um, when I started you know, the, the meth 7% APY and <laughs> <laughs> I plugged the hole. So that 7%, you know, has managed to stop the bleeding on, uh, on the ratio. So this was uh, pretty, pretty strong. We had one more I really liked um, so far. I don't know if you can find the other one, Justin, next to it. <laughs> By Harvey Clapshaw. So this this was an awesome one as well. You have like all the little uh, little blocks and the bigger bigger block, uh, the the chain reaction, and it starts with a friend introducing me to this new digital asset, Bitcoin, and then it ends with me buying meth at three a.m. So this was very well done. Thicky, and you don't you don't have a meme, right? So are you our judge of the week? I the judge. Well, I, I want to ask for a story, like. What do you think the effects are of, you know, each of these chains locking in a billion dollars of ETH for like quarters? Like what what is the effect on ETH price? What is the effect on ETH ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, I think um it's been generally negative surprisingly because it hasn't allowed as much activity to happen um as it would if these people just had their ETH available. Um so like if somebody had 20 ETH and they put 10 of it into the the bridge, uh, like locked it up in a multi-sig for three months. And then like something exciting happens, um, you know, they want to trade, they want to do something. They have half their stack gone away. So that reduces the activity, you know, reduces the amount of ETH burned, like the amount of the attention. Um, obviously like that will unlock soon enough. So it should be okay soon, but it hasn't been great um, to have everything locked up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it makes a lot of sense. I, I almost view it as like they're kind of cucking themselves now for like an insane season when they when they get their wealth back and all these airdrops come and then three billion dollars of ETH gets liquid again. It's just going to be an insane. I, I'm getting so bullish ETH just thinking about it. This is Cheating's last thesis study wrote. About. I, I oh, this might be my is... favorite study lads episode, number twenty five <laughs> for the books. Oh no, we lost Jordy. He got too excited. <laughs> he excited. He must have been control refresh. He's, I'm getting he's, so bullish on ETH. The more I think about it, yeah. Uh, so thinking, wait, wait, wait. well, are you going to crown me with the with the win for the meme of the week? I mean, Jordy's uh, not here, so you might be able to sneak a sneak I, a win to me. I was going to pick Tyke. I liked all of them, but I like Tyke's just because I profited off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what Tyke was. What the heck, dude? It it's just a very big thing. Sound bad, oh, dude. It's our Ponzi. <laughs> and it looks like Jordy that. is back and we're ready to to round out the show. So Jordy, you missed it, but uh Taiki won the meme contest. Thicky crowned him. I thought, I thought I thought the Kanye thing was really good and, and the Kanye uh, thing was should have oh, been yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I it. If, if that were a submission, it was not a valid submission, you know. Okay, okay. Wait, Brad, Brad, do you have the or maybe he doesn't have the meme one, he has a pasta. Maybe maybe he doesn't have the it's okay it's okay oh the graphic of meme of the week yeah i don't yeah. think we have that graphic yeah uh, brad is our amazing producer for those listening who are wondering who who taiki was shouting at <laughs> yeah. 
wait, wait, um, sorry, I, I have one final question. Like, why is the L2, like, why is the ETH unlocking from L2s like bullish ETH? Well, first of all, there's just a lot more ETH back that's liquid to like ape and shit coins and then burn ETH, which is like, you just like, you know, incentivize activity. But second, there's like a wealth effect. Like, these guys are the type of people that like, buy other things and they're about to get massive airdrops assuming the market can hold up in a month or two's time like they're about to get massive airdrops which is basically just like everyone else pouring money into the ETH ecosystem because they need to go buy the airdrops so just like how solana yeah yeah it's, it's like, like airdrop liquidity right yeah 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 exactly it'll, it'll, it'll make celsius is like 500 million or however much they have to sell just look like dust yeah that's why i'm so bullish airdrops this year like People are gonna get so much money, like as long as you were like paying attention the past couple of months. Yeah. Like, how can you not be excited this year? There's so much money to go around. The, the Famous chat last is, words, everybody. The chat is just like spamming Jordy Kanye, Jordy Kanye. Jordy so, Kanye. I don't know if I like this. I think we. So do I get the win here. or does Jordy? We got. We got to cut it here, guys. This is we, not. <laughs> can we post that on Twitter? I kind of. Oh man! Oh my God! All right, all right, guys. Let's wrap up. Uh, it's been a fun episode, and obviously a turbulent week. So good to do a live one during this week. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Um, our editor loves the the subscribes. Um, yes. Like I said, ne next week we're looking forward to potentially an interesting episode about you know the, the Luna crash. So hope you guys join us for that. Take I think it. it's just one guy spamming Jordy Kanye over and over again. It's just... <laughs> no, there's like five different guys. They're all spamming. <laughs> yeah. Run a poll. We're going to get the tech to run a poll next time. That would be fun. So we can do a live poll of, yeah. of the winner. Let's do it. Cool. Bye, everybody. Thank you. See you guys.